This is exactly right. I'm Babs Gray, and in an incredibly annoying move for my friends, I'm going to try to gossip less. <laughs> what? I'm so sorry. I'm proud of you, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Brandy Posey, and at least we're all having a better decade than Lemon Pepper. Where'd that go? <laughs> Whatever happened to Lemon Pepper, you I know? I realize it's not that good. Yeah. Yeah. Either or. Yeah. I'm Tess Barker and I'm just remembering the year of our Lord 1993 when I wore daily a cat's sweatshirt with a Phantom of the Opera tee beneath it it's called Layers Honey you ever heard of it? (laughs) (laughs) oh my god this is lady to lady can you keep a secret? neither can we Welcome to the show, everybody. Oh yeah, a lot of '90s throwbacks in the uh, in the opening. Mm, yeah, <laughs> feeling good. Lemon pepper. Yeah, that did have a moment. When are we gonna get over the pumpkin spice of it all? Because like I like it, but it need we need something it's fine. new. There needs yeah. to be something new. There's only so many fall flavors, I guess. Like, yeah, what, there's butter- not. It's Can nutmeg. we get like, a butternut squash or something? I like butternut squash. I don't I know. I like butternut squash too. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I suppose we could do some savory scones with it. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, that. actually, Babs, I'm thinking about making a butternut squash stew tonight. Ooh, Ooh. hell yeah. Yeah. That so good. it really I mean, is. They could make it into a fucking latte. You can make anything into a latte. All you have to yeah. do is put sugar in it. So make a butternut squash. Put but some dare I say, yeah. is that just a pumpkin spice latte? It basically, yeah. It's, <laughs> just a, it's a different board grande for sure. I think I'm yeah. just dying for something new for everyone to like be like, I love this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We or, are like, I mean, social I like media. I'm, I'm, over, I'm like, we need a new trend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in for a new fad or new trend or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we had charcoal last year. Everything had charcoal in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Any, I'm trying to think what would be good. And like, you know, Starbucks tried to do, they did like a apple drink, like a, mm-hmm. you know, that didn't really take off. No. So, yeah, you I mean, they obviously set the trend. Yeah, yeah. you can't have it, apples and coffee. Yeah, it's got to be something that can go in coffee. Um, CBD. Yeah, CBD. that needs That's a moment, right? Point. Nobody's really into CBD yet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll workshop yeah. it. It's obviously We're, up yeah. to us. It's, so. it's in the hopper. We'll get back yeah. to you guys. <laughs> I do feel like, honestly, though, remember how excited I was when I was in that wedding? I, I want to say I was a trendsetter, and then I realized that I'm not the one who had this idea. <laughs> but when I was in that wedding where I got to wear the white tuxedo, mm-hmm. everyone is wearing white tuxedos now. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis was in one on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I just saw, like, Selena Gomez or someone like that in one. Like, they're so on trend right now. That's wonderful. It's a great look. Yeah. I mean, you get a, ta- a tuxedo tailored to you. Yeah. Um, so, shout out I'll to my friend one. Megan for being cooler than me. <laughs> shout out to Megan for starting the trend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, once you've worn pants at a wedding, it, like, really is illuminating to be like, yeah. oh. Yeah. This is just nice. <laughs> I, I've, I've worn pants to a lot of weddings since then, 
I think because mm-hmm. you you officiated a wedding in pants. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like three or four years ago was your first pants wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 The, yeah, yeah. When I officiated, that was it, and I was like, oh, oh, I like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The dancing, the free, the freedom to dance is definitely welcomed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'll do it anyway, but like I have been told on multiple occasions, like, oh, we saw your butt last night. Mm-hmm. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, yeah I was told that my, my cousin's <laughs> wedding. It's just like, all right. Yeah, it's a butt. It's like, yeah, yeah I don't know. A- sure. I'm dancing. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, and you're welcome, I guess. <laughs> so whatever, however you want to take that. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Um, before we get to the show, I just want to plug real quick. This weekend, I'm going to be in Denver doing shows. I'll be in Fort Collins on the 13th, uh, in Denver proper on the 14th and 15th doing long sets, and then the 15th, I'm just or the 16th, I'm just doing some fun shows. Um, so if you live in the mountains, come come say hi. Good Yay! Laugh. We're all over the country this week. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in Col. Uh, no, I'm not in Colorado. I'm in Oregon. <laughs> Yeah. Which is the Colorado of of the Western of the Seaboard. West. <laughs> um, yeah, but come yeah. see me in Oregon. I'm going to be primarily in Portland, but headlining in Eugene on Friday. And I would love to come see you. Or you, for yeah. you to come see me. You come to me. You come to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. She's not going to go do a show in your living room. <laughs> you come to her. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm in New York right now, October 11th through the 17th, doing a bunch of shows. Um, check out all of our dates on our, you know, socials and stuff. But come out and see us, y'all. We're in every... You know, we're all over the place right now, so you have no excuse, really. Mm-mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually, actually, I'm recording this in, in uh, Portland right now from shows, just to give you guys a little behind the scenes. Uh, if you came to my show last night at Mississippi Pizza and you yelled Brandy and then I turned Aww. and then you giggled and ran away, you can just <laughs> come talk to me. Oh. Um, I hope you come to another show while I'm here and you say hi. <laughs> I, yeah. You can just do that, too. That's so funny. <laughs> just a glimpse in the night. Yeah, exactly. I just heard Brandy and then I turned around and just these two these two girls just kind of like giggled by the water station. And then they like ran away. I was like, OK. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like that interaction. I'm like, great. I'll see you later. <laughs> no, I mean it was it was su- it was super cute, but I was like, I mean, you can also come you can come say hi to me if you want to too. That's what it, whatever. <laughs> yeah, come see us. We're out we're out and about and doing stuff. And hey, if you're not out and about, that's fine. We've got two Zoom shows left uh, this year, the November second, and we'll do our big holiday show on December sixth, and that's always a really fun time. So grab tickets to that, LadySunday.eventbrite.com. And we're excited to just be all up in, whether we are in your living room, which we will be there during those, or whether you're coming to see us, we're excited to see everybody. Heck yeah. And uh, yeah, let's get to our guest today. She's super funny. She's based in New York, and uh, she's been a contributor for The New Yorker, The Atlantic, The New York Times, Cosmopolitan. She is touring her one-woman stand-up show, I Finished My 20s, and all I got was this stupid sobriety, which you can see monthly in New York, and she's going to be taking to the South soon. It's Ginny Hogan. Hey, everybody. Let's welcome our guest, Ginny Hogan. Hi. Hi. It's so great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. I didn't realize you were in New York. I'm about to visit. Um, What's the vibe there these days? How's it feeling? The vibe is good. I just got back after like a pretty long, um, long trip. But I, yeah, I'd say the vibe is good. It's fall, like fall came early. Are you, you're doing stand up, I assume? Yeah, I mean, I like, of course, have like not, you know, (laughs) 
put forth the effort to book enough shit. So I keep being like, oh, God, I got to do that. And then forgetting. But yes, I'm doing that. Me, me and my boyfriend are going and he like lived in Brooklyn before he moved out here. So it'll kind of be like half, you know, boyfriend shit, half stand. <laughs> Are you going to be a person, a person shit. and a comedian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be nice. a New York in the fall is a great place for boyfriends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the leaves will be changing. <laughs> yeah, that's what you do with them, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let them look at the leaves. <laughs> exactly. C- contemplate the passage of time. That's always great to do yeah. with a significant have you guys? <laughs> have you guys ever been apple picking with a boyfriend? Uh, yes. Oh, Brandy has. Yeah. Ginny? No, I, I never have. I feel like that's only, I, I thought that's maybe only something that happened in like commercials or TV shows, but oh no, it's it's really nice. It's a fun day. The orchards always smell beautiful. It's like you get to wear cute cold weather stuff because it's usually in like the mountains or something. And um, mm. most apple farms also have uh, or orchards have um, either like fresh like apple cider donuts or apple cider. So like there's usually like a secondary thing, and sometimes there are like animals that you can pet or look at oh. as well. It's a fun. It's a really fun day. Yeah, if you're going to go to a place where you're like, do it, you got to eat the thing that you picked, right? Yeah. (laughs) Have to. Fresh cider donuts are like one of the most beautiful things that humanity has given us. I've never had one. Oh, man. They're awesome because they're like hot and they're covered in like like sugar, but like they have apple cider like in the dough, basically. Damn. And they usually come off of like a weird, like, um, an old machine that was built in the 30s is like what they use to like turn it's always like this weird old thing is like how they make the donuts so there's like an ancient woman running it just making tiny donuts that you get to eat and then you're covered in sugar and it's just it's great <laughs> oh what an advertisement yeah big big old fan for an apple picking uh date if possible extremely wholesome it makes you feel very cute <laughs> okay i'm gonna do it yeah oh hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) then you can make pies i mean apples from an orchard are also so much better than the ones from the store too by and large you think so or do you think it's just your brain being like no i think (laughs) i think so because it's like the you know a lot of those places their stuff is just not like as uh it's it's like tests with like your strawberries like strawberries from camarillo are always gonna be better from the ones from the store because they're just not this like churned out commercialized not picked before they're too uh, before they're not ripe mm-hmm. um, you know so they're just they're just rad plus also eating an apple in its home just makes you feel alive a little bit in its home, <laughs> in its home. <laughs> I love to be eaten in my home honestly. <laughs> come on Samantha <laughs> oh my god what are the cutest dates you guys think you, you guys have been on like what's your like most wholesome cute date experience i mean i the honestly the first thing i thought of was <laughs> this is not cute i went the opposite way and i thought okay. about getting railed on the front lawn of a mormon church <laughs> <laughs> why i don't I, I couldn't think of the cutest so i think my brain just went like what's the opposite the craziest was it a, was it a mormon oh, wait go ahead jenny yeah the first date um, I mean, you could call it that. There wasn't really a date involved. <laughs> it was more of like a party uh, after effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you get caught? Because I feel like they'd be pretty uh, be no. watching those grounds. Damn. Mm-mm. You made some old Mormon through a camera's 
night. <laughs> I'm gonna say. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's they are one of the most addicted to porn uh, states, so I don't think. Oh, I don't know true. if that was thrilling anyone. They were that probably secretly sense. in their basement watching things that, you know, God forbids on their computer. Were you in oh, Utah? Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up in Salt Lake City. Oh, so, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I wasn't just driving through, which I mean, I guess could have also happened, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice drive, yeah. drive by railing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good point because I do feel like we all, like, I feel like if you are a single lady, because, like, a lot of those guys are good looking, too. Oh, yeah. Lots if of you need women. to get laid, I feel like just show up to Salt Lake City and show a little ankle. You would think yeah. that. <laughs> They're not. <laughs> I mean, if you want to be responsible for their eternal damnation, sure, you know. Uh, which I did take that sure. responsibility on a few times. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I had this job in L.A. for a little while where I was, like, working at a blood drive and one time the blood drive was at like a Mormon church and like the guy coordinating it had made all the boys on mission, like come donate blood. So it was just like dozens of these like really good looking, like 18 year old Mormon boys who were like light. <laughs> and they had all these like rules around, like they had to like be able to watch each other when they were donating. Cause they'd like bear witness to it. But I was really charmed by them. I was like, I'll convert. These guys are super sweet. <laughs> they're, they're, really, all it they're really kind. Yeah. They're just very kind. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, nice haircuts, clean cut. I like the yeah, <laughs> yeah, very corn fed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, did you draw their blood? Because like, if you're on a mission, you're like not even supposed to touch a woman. So I wonder if they had a loophole for blood <laughs> giving. I was a receptionist, but they okay. they had weird rules around it. Like one of them had to be watching. Like they had to, someone had to be like bearing witness to it or something. I can't remember Whoa. specifically. But also, like during COVID and the Red Cross didn't want extra people in there, but then like the Mormons were like, no, we have to go in to like watch our brothers. So they let them. That was, I Dude, honestly Red bet Cross... you the bearing witness was to make sure that they like didn't, didn't let a lady, yeah, didn't skim yeah. a boob or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, briefly, yeah, in Los Angeles. Okay. Cause they, I donated blood for them like once and they would not leave me alone. Like I, yeah, they were literally out for blood. Like they (laughs) would call me like seven times a day. And I like hate donating blood. And like, I, I ultimately, I actually got barred from donating blood (laughs) by children's hospital. I went with Sean. Our friend was like doing a blood drive and it was like the theme, I guess was like superhero theme blood drive. It was called like Ordinary Heroes. Mm -hmm. And I fainted while they were doing the iron test in my finger. Oh, wow. And they, Sean was already like hooked up to his thing. And like while he's hooked up, he just sees me like come out wearing a cape on a stretcher. (laughs) 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 And the nurse was like, Yeah, you can't donate blood. (laughs) Red Cross didn't get it. Was it like low iron? Uh, No, phobia. Oh, Um, I see. Yeah. 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 No, they're yeah. I I feel like I get a text from a different blood drive like every day. They are really persistent, and I don't even know how to unsubscribe. Pretty strange. No, you can't. And like, I mean, I guess they probably need the blood or whatever. But I mean, that's like any charity know. thing you like you give, and then they are just. I guess it's the because yeah, again, they need it. But they're like, <laughs> yeah, you, you get on like every yeah mailing list, and then obviously like the you know. If you've been on like any Democratic mailing list, they all get so oh dumb. My they God. get so the desperate worst. and insane. Like the the subject matter gets so like. And crazy. every candidate, 
every candidate comes through every other candidate's mailing list. Yeah. Like it's yes. Really- <laughs> it's really fr- it's really frustrating. I'm just like, man, I was like rooting for you and now I'm <laughs> Yeah, they're just always trying to clickbait cl- cl- you into yeah, giving yeah. the art. Yeah. Uh, and like it's borderline emotional abuse. The subject line will be like, Teresa, I have two days left to live. Yeah. If you don't <laughs> donate to my campaign, it's like that's exactly <laughs> what it does. <laughs> exactly. Do you want to be responsible for the fall of the republic? <laughs> it's like yeah. I, my two dollars is not fixed. And it's anything. like, sorry, bitch, that's you. You're responsible for that shit. <laughs> yeah. I did my part. <laughs> um, Ginny, tell us about your your stand-up show. I know you're you're doing it soon in New York, right? Yeah, it's September 27th. It's a show about um, like getting sober in my mid-20s or late 20s. But it's mostly, I would say it's mostly a stand-up show. I kind of just put my stand-up jokes in order and then made a narrative around it. I don't know if I should admit that or pretend that it's like an organic show that came out of. It is like a true, the narrative is true. But um, yeah, so it's, uh, I do it monthly. It's one hour and I'm taking it to the South in October, oh, which will cool. be interesting. I don't know if people in the South will like me. I guess I'll find out when I get there. Um, <laughs> I think they will. It's, really, it's fun. I just like kind of randomly, like there's one club in New York that um, is sort of a newer club and they were asking people if they wanted to do hours. So I tried it there and it um, was pretty fun the first time I did it. So now I do it monthly at Caveat, which is a really cool venue on the Lower East Side. It's like um, every all of their shows are like a little bit educational in some way. They have to have like an educational it so i made like a powerpoint for it um which it's the powerpoint like, is, yeah that's education powerpoint that that's means that. well. yeah there's like a yeah. table on it like i'm like people can learn but mostly i'm educating the viewer about myself and mm-hmm. i think that is educational yeah but it's a lot of fun that is our trick with um if anybody ever is like wow you really helped me through stand-up i'm like cool i was just being selfish but you're welcome yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool to do through the South, though. I mean, I feel like I, I'm I started like, you know, I'm doing an experiment where I'm not drinking for a year. But I feel uh-huh. like especially in places where it's like less, you know, accepted in social groups to be sober. People are probably like excited to like see someone talk about it because yeah, nobody yeah. is t- talking about it as often. So. Yeah, and it's like the show is like the narrative is about sobriety, but inside there are like a lot of stories that are just based on my stand-up jokes. So like I did it in Atlanta one time, and the whole audience was really drunk, and they were totally fun, and and I think enjoyed it. I mean, drunk audiences are better than sober sober audiences. That's sort of (laughs) they are. Like, yeah, I I think it goes. And I am a pothead, but it goes drunk, then sober, then high. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, High high is not good. High is just like staring at you. Because you would think they would be the best one because, like, weed is, like, a laugh inducer. But, like, it, every time you get a really high – they're just too, like, sedate. Weed's, like, yeah, <laughs> weed's, like, a laugh inducer between you and your friend to, like, just made a joke that's only going to make sense in that very moment. Not yeah. for, yeah. not for like, someone who's practiced a bit for 10 years <laughs> that is planned out that you need to, like, sort of remember the beginning of. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't. I definitely don't want it to be like all sober people. <laughs> that would suck. But yeah, I do feel like high. Yeah, high audiences just get like confused easily. Yeah, they really lose yeah. their head. Or the opposite. Sometimes it's like they almost think about it too much. Yeah. <laughs> like everything you say, they are just kind of really chewing on. Yeah, you're like, that was a laugh moment. You could have just just laugh and move on. Laugh and move yeah. on. Laugh. And move on. <laughs> uh, Chris Thayer has a really funny joke because he's sober and he has a really funny joke about like dating 
because it's like you go to coffee shops instead. And so you're just like all amped up on caffeine and so, just so much worse. You're just like, so how, tell me about your brother. And just like, it's so intense. So yeah, I wouldn't want like a, yeah, a room full of people who are just like wide awake. <laughs> yeah. How yeah. is your, so- yeah. How's your sober year going? It's okay. I mean, I'm, I'm literally only like two months in, so I'm just, it's tough. It's a daily, you know, struggle. We just had a, we just celebrated like our 10 year anniversary. And that was like probably the hardest it's been. We had this like adorable bartender where Lisa Chanu was working one bar and then we had this other bartender and he was so sweet, but he's like not a friend of ours. So he didn't know that I was like sober, you know, and he was like, and he didn't like try to put pressure me. But at one point he came out on the dance floor and was like handing out tequila shots. And I was like, uh, and I came so close. I was just like, I'm doing it. And Paul Danke was like, no, what are you doing? I was like, yeah, okay, okay, okay. And I just Aww, like, I know. Thank shout you. out, shout thanks, out thanks. to Danky. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was probably the hardest one. But you know, it's going okay. I think putting it out there publicly helped because people aren't like trying to, you know, drink with me or whatever, which they would have been probably. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's rough. <laughs> I don't yeah. like it, but I'll probably <laughs> like it more later. We'll see. Yeah. How long have you been sober? Um, like almost four years. Oh, nice. That's awesome. It does get easier, but I do feel like celebrating things is the worst. Like, I had thought the worst would be, like, when I was really depressed, but, like, when I'm really depressed, I'm going to be miserable anyway, whereas, like, celebrating things, right. like, yeah, or, like, if I'm on the beach and I just, like, want, like, a rosé, you know, just, like, yeah, one glass. Yeah. Artists, yeah. I, have you fucked around with any of the non-alcoholic rosés? No. Like I, I feel like when I'm out, someone will always, like, get me a mocktail. I don't really, like, I guess I could try them. I'm not, like, a big juice drinker. So I feel like, yeah, I should, yeah it's just I, been I like fizzy juice. <laughs> yeah, I like the kombucha, which kind of gives like a little kick. Oh, yeah. yeah this I is... feel like kombucha gives me a little bit of a buzz. There is like a little bit of alcohol Did in it, right? We, we drank it once on the show and Brandy and yeah. we like didn't realize there was booze in it. And Brandy was like, fuck, yeah. Brandy's never drank. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm straight edge, but chill about it. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I remember be, I didn't like realize there was anything in it. And we tell this like, you know more about this than I do. But the Lindsay Lohan thing, Tess. Oh, she was on house arrest and wearing an ankle bracelet to monitor her alcohol intake due to her house arrest. And she drank kombucha, which set off her alcohol uh, ankle. Oh, wow. And that is why kombuchas have a warning label on them telling you that there's alcohol in them. Because <laughs> Did of it Lino. happen after that? Yeah, Lindsay Lohan is the reason. Wow. Did she like, yeah. petition to make it happen? I haven't done enough. I'm going to be frank with you guys. I need to do a little bit more research <laughs> in terms of how this plan was actually put into place. But there was something litigious. Something happened. Because, I mean, I can imagine, <laughs> like, yeah, no, if it's, if you're, if you're, if it, there's that much alcohol that's setting off a, an alarm. Yeah, like, that's not cool. It's like, <laughs> yeah, but I do have some questions because is it enough alcohol to set off your ankle bracelet? Like, is well, how it- many had she had? How many right. How many kombuchas had she had at that point? <laughs> yeah, maybe she was right. just slamming a six-pack of kombucha. <laughs> yeah. Because it it's, it- it's a negligible amount that's in one. Like, it's really, yeah. yeah. It was probably first just a I- freak thing, but still, you know. Yeah, or is she full of shit? But how, oh, I see what you're saying. She, she lied and said that yeah. that's what she had. Yeah. That's yeah. genius. That's fucking genius. It'd be so funny. I like a cop's like, I smoke kombucha on your breath. 
pink lady apple kombucha. This is ridiculous. <laughs> That's goals. I want to like do. I want to yeah. Somehow turn on turn around being on house arrest into like yeah. changing a law. Yeah. Oh my god. I know. I'm like, do you guys ever like house arrest? Just makes me think. Do you guys ever have this fantasy of like, oh, I just. Okay, I'm just going to say it, but, like, I kind of wish I would get a cold right now. But then you're like, oh, I can just watch TV if I want. <laughs> oh, right, no we're way. like, you get the pass. <laughs> yeah, if you're sick, you get the pass of just, like, not having yeah. to do anything for a few days. Yeah, and I guess house arrest feels a little like that yeah. to me. I'm like, you know, for a couple of weeks. Or, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I miss lockdown sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that there yeah. was – I always used to say before that, like – and, uh, you know, obviously comes with the caveat that, like, fucking horrible shit happened no one wants it to happen but the fact that like everyone like had to take a break for a second was somewhat soothing because everyone's so just like head to head all the time and you're looking around you're like oh we can't all fucking be driving ourselves nuts trying to like get further for a second we have to actually stop yeah i mean i think yeah it just really speaks to like toxicity of like that element of our culture in a lot of ways and how we all feel it and we're just like oh oh i'd like to not feel like that all the time i know (laughs) and it's back baby yeah i was like yeah maybe i guess i have slowed down but also like now i feel guilty for slowing down so it's just like cool 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 yeah but that was always gonna happen that's true there will always be pressure because you'll never be good enough yeah 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 we'll always make ourselves feel like shit so that's good yeah (laughs) (laughs) at least now we know how to make sourdough I gave that shit up though. That was bullshit. Yeah. What's up How with much sourdough starters? Like I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, it's like a pet. It's like a fish. <laughs> it's like a tamagotchi, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. So it's. A, I mean, the starter itself actually is the kind of almost like the fun part because it is like a pet. Like you feed it and you watch it grow, and it's like this little like science project in your fridge. But sourdough itself, like the process of making your loaf, is like a two-day process. Like, you have to let it rise, like, four times and, like, oh keep God. kneading it. And keep, yeah. And so, like, if one thing goes, like – and this is the case with all bread stuff. But, like, if one thing goes a little bit wrong in that two-day process, your whole thing is fucked. So you, like, spend two days on a fucking loaf of okay. bread that is, like, mediocre at well, best. now I see why everyone was so proud of it. <laughs> at least yeah. I know – get it now why it, like – because I, I learned – I made, like, King Arthur bread, which was, like – you can they have a very easy recipe, King Arthur's flour to make just like love the King Arthur recipe. Yeah, yeah. just like in a day, <laughs> you're not feeding any, you know, yeah. microorganisms or whatever. Um Yeah. And I was like, cool, but I didn't realize that it was a whole multi day, you know, thing. No. I think you're right going I use the King Arthur recipe too. It takes like a couple hours. You still get like a lot of credit. Like you're basically a prairie woman. <laughs> I mean, you made bread. What more do you fucking want? It has to be sour? Exactly. Get out. No, I don't need the sourness. I'll just eat Sour Patch Kids on top of it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back in a minute, everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lady to Lady. I'm Brandy. I'm Babs. I'm Tess. I'm Ginny. And uh, we're going to ask you some classic MySpace bulletin questions, Ginny. Okay. I'm back to get to know you better. Um, There's no wrong answers. So, 
Wow. Okay. Ginny, have you ever <laughs> been caught doing something you weren't supposed to do? Definitely. I mean, <laughs> I feel like I have the kind of like generic ones of like when I was in high school and I brought my boyfriend over, I would like turn the shower on while we had sex and then to like hide the noise. I've never heard of that trick actually. <laughs> oh, really? Maybe. I don't know. It, I grew up in Manhattan, so maybe it has something to do with, I don't, I don't know. Like close the quarters. On one floor. Yeah. So like you need to have some kind of noise. Um, and I definitely like my parents like knocked on the door, um, you know, while, while we were mid intercourse, fortunately we were like in high school. So the intercourse lasted like 45 seconds. Um, <laughs> I, Oh my God. One of my most embarrassing habits that I fortunately have cut is that I was like really um, shameless about like eating from the bulk bins. Like I would get bulk food at Whole Foods and then I would like eat it like as I was getting it, you know, and I would like pretend I was sampling it and I like totally was not. And I got yelled at by a security guard one time, which was like truly so embarrassing because it's just like, <laughs> if I just waited until I checked out, it would have cost me like 30 cents more, even at Whole Foods. Yeah. Like, yeah, so yeah. What was I doing? Like, why was I so impatient? So you were putting uh, it in the bag and then eating it, like, as you walked around? Yeah, I would, like, put it in the bag and then, like, eat, like, not even, like, a ton, like, but just, like, enough that I got yelled at one time. I mean, I had been doing it. I had been doing it for years where I would just, like, eat, like, one or two of, like, the chocolate-covered almonds. Um, And then one time I got yelled at and it was, like, so embarrassing. Oh, my God. And did you never do it again after that? I never did it again. It, like, truly was not worth the shame. Honestly, though, I don't even go to the bulk bins anymore because I'm, like, afraid of, like, the... Ten- I think I just, like... I ha- I don't have very good impulse control. So, like, if the food is right there, I, like, want it. So I just get stuff that's already packaged because then I can't open it until I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I know it's like you if, you buy like- a, if you buy a water or something, it's like you can open it. But I get it. It's like if you're eating the bulk the bin... Weight. It is funny to be like, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to save 30 cents off of this granola. But like real talk, I think that's a real strategy. Like, cause the Whole Foods hot pot bar and salad bar, that is, we're looking at well into the double digits, probably in the twenties. Yeah. For Mm -hmm. a standard salad. And I do the same thing. I'll take, cause I'm strategic. I'll take like the bigger weight items. Like if I get that herb tofu. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my God, with you guys, my phone is ringing. Oh my it's probably a wrong number. Whoa. Her, she has a landline in her office. Oh, it's wow. so creepy every time it happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, if you eat the heavy things out of your salad on the way to the register, I do think that. Okay, whole, no, I'll say the Whole Foods hot bar. That makes sense. Yeah, I think you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. You're saying yeah. you're also, three It's bucks. extremely overcharged already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's so dumb because if I wanted to save money, I would just not go to Whole Foods. Like it just was not a money saving. <laughs> right. like, that too. Total, yeah. Total lack of impulse control and like feeling like, you know, like, oh, if I just eat like it out of the bag, it doesn't count. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's like so dumb. God. Well, it's easier just to be low pro about it. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Do you guys do this in terms of impulse control? Um, you go order your sandwich. You're getting chips with your sandwich. And then you have to, you eat all the chips before yeah. your sandwich is ready. Mm-hmm. You kind of need double bags. Oh. They should one bag for when you're waiting for your sandwich, and one bag for <laughs> yeah, when your sandwich comes. It should be comes. one bag with like a split down the middle. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> a little half and half. Now, I usually put my chips on my sandwich, so I usually I gotta wait. I, I crunch, do too. The crunch, but like I now want I to, still, but I can't wait. Yeah, I still mm. eat it first. Yeah, it's, it's a problem. I okay. So I went to Air Air. How do you say it? Arohan. Arohan. I have no idea. Arowan. Arowan. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't. I I don't really shop at Whole Foods, so I don't know. Com, 
you know, the comparison between price. It is more expensive. I'm almost positive. I just went there to get like some basic items yesterday because I was near it. It is so maddening. It's so expensive. It makes me want to fucking hurt someone. And the aisles are so small. I feel like the aisles are like fat phobic because like I literally... (laughs) You can barely fit through the aisle with another human being in them. And I was just, I'm like so angry at how bad the store is and how expensive it is. And so like, I was like, I need to, I'm hungry. I want some breakfast. I just want you all to guess how much an overnight oats, like single serving overnight oats was. Is there chia seeds in it? Yeah, it was overnight chia pudding. Okay. Okay, 14. Jenny says four. I'll say that's two. That's higher. I'm I'm gonna say nine. Okay, I'm gonna come in at twelve. Okay, eight dollars, but st- uh, I think that's insane. Okay, we're all over. No, that's uh, no, that's crazy. I mean, we were all guessing high. That isn't. You guys know thing. me. I I'm an idiot. With <laughs> I'm an I idiot. I should have chosen something bigger, but just like that's like some. I mean, and we all know. Obviously, when you go somewhere, you're paying. You know, I could make that at my home for like less than a dollar. But yeah. it was just. I was just like, fuck this place. I am so angry. It's the Lululemon of overpriced grocery stores. Yeah, that's what it is, where it just feels like it's not even about the stuff. Like, it's just like, how high can we make this? To say that you've been they to They have an $18 smoothie, oats. like, at the front. Like, I'm just like, oh, God. What's in an $18 smoothie? I didn't look. You guys, all smoothies are $18, right? No. Not a Jamba Juice, baby. place I go baby. to, they're 12. <laughs> that's true. But Jamba Juice, they're, like, almost 10. Yeah, Jamba Juice. You can 10 and 18 and is a big difference. Twenty it's twenty dollars and ten dollars. That's a big difference. <laughs> I just yeah, I guess maybe because I work in past like I'm like everything's expensive. Like I'm trying to stop getting blue bottle every day because with tip I'm dropping like yeah, eight dollars on a cup. That's a lot. Yeah. Oh, no, and I'm like you so or coffee. I'm doing I'm really addicted to their uh, iced coffee. Okay. Well just a regular coffee should not be that much, but it is, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yesterday I, I got it. I went into a bodega to get a cup of coffee and it was like 350, which is not crazy, but for a bodega, it's like it always used to be $1. Yeah, that's a lot. That's what I mean. Like everything's so fucking Yeah, expensive. I mean, it's it like is insane. everywhere. But like Ralph's guys- is not charging me fucking $8 for a chia pudding. No. Okay. No, no it's Ra- not. Ralph's Something- stay until I die. <laughs> Something should be I said love for the Ralphs. Ralphs of it all. <laughs> yeah, it's it's by far the best grocery store I also store like that there's yeah. just like different, if they're all the same grocery store, they all have the apostrophe S. I don't know where, the, like in Salt Lake, it's called Smith's. Here it's Ralph's. Then Albertson's. They all like decided to do this yeah. apostrophe S for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I have a distant relative who's like a Kroger. Mm. Oh. I'm just real. Yeah, I've never met him, but like I always hear stories about this Kroger relative. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big yeah. Shout out, Kroger? Yeah. yeah. Damn. Shout out to Wegmans and uh, Wegmans is oh, my Wegmans. best grocery store. I fucking love yeah. the Wegmans. I wish we had them out yeah. here. Oof. My mother-in-law, that is her favorite place. Like, and I love going with her. Like, yeah. we each get a vanilla latte. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If we're doing like the Thanksgiving shop, I mean Wegmans. If you're not Jenny, do you have Wegmans in New York City or not? I, not in the city, but my grandmother lived upstate when I was a child, and that was like a grocery store upstate. But and I remember from the Doctor Oz Wagner drama. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what happened with Doctor Oz? Oh, oh the, crud- he- the crudite. He said it was from. Wegmans. Oh, that was a Wegmans. No, he said Wegner's though. <laughs> <laughs> that idiot can't win. It's amazing. Yeah, they're dumb. But yeah, Wegmans was great. I went as a child a lot. I just remember that's where Robert Durst got arrested the first time for stealing a sandwich. And my mother-in-law just goes, 
Not at my Wegmans. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Okay, Jenny. Let's see. Who was the last person you talked to on the phone? Um, it was my boyfriend last night. Uh, I talked to him very briefly. I got back late from a show, but we're long distance right now. So we do talk on the phone a lot. I'm not, I'm not otherwise a huge phone talker, although I guess I did a lot more during the pandemic. Yeah. Does he live on the West coast? Is he, oh, where is he? He's in Virginia. Mm. Oh, nice. Kroger's there. Kroger's his grocery (laughs) store. How's long distance? Like I haven't done, I've done long distance in the past, but it's been a while. Like. I feel like it must be easy, a little bit easier now, just like with, you know, FaceTime. Yeah, with remote work for sure. Yeah. Yeah, FaceTime and just like, I mean, I got a car recently. So there are a lot of things that make it easier, but I still find it like pretty hard. I also, I am on the road a lot. So anytime I'm like within like three hours of him, it's easy to see him, but it's not like easy. And if you're on the road a lot, it's like almost anything would be a long distance relationship. That's true. I've definitely dated people in New York where it felt long distance. Like dating a consultant. That's horrible. That's long distance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, what does a consultant do? I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> give, it, give tips. Professional, Professional tip opinion. Yeah. opinion I feel like anytime like there's always like that's always part of someone's life story. Like and then I decided to consult. I have to say, I did. I actually did just get hired as a consultant somewhere. Thank you so much. See? <laughs> well, I mean, it's just my old job. They need the job I had before the pandemic was, was at the JCC, and like no one knows what they're doing there because it's a whole new oh, staff. Yeah. So they were like, Can we hire you as a consultant to tell us what to do? And I was like, Sure. That's <laughs> Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll come in and tell you all the shit that I remember for some reason. I I think you're ready to open your own consulting firm. I think so. Specifically on old jobs I've already had. Thank you. I will will tell you how to find, how to open the storage room in this old building. (laughs) Okay, um, Ginny, what is the best tasting drink in the winter? In the winter? Well, apple cider is for sure up there, as we already discussed. Best tasting drink in the winter. Um, I mean, I love hot chocolate. I love hot chocolate with whipped cream. Um, Do you go little yeah, marshmallows I or no? I, oh, I can go for. I prefer whipped cream and marshmallows, but I think both are good. Um, yeah, I'll go with that. I'm not like a big latte person, so none of the like peppermint lattes or pumpkin spice lattes really speak to me. Yeah. I think I either want my coffee like black, or I want it to like fully be a dessert, basically. Um, so I like, yeah, I'm a big, I, it's hot chocolate. I'm basic. It's like a, oh my no, it's God. delicious. I, I hot chocolate. we like, we had this like leftover cake from our party and I was eating a slice of it with coffee every day for a week. I like, <laughs> it was so good, but I was like, this is not sustainable. <laughs> I can't no. keep doing this. But it was I had so to delicious. the rest of mine. Yeah. I was like, oh, I can freeze this. I put it yeah, in the yeah. freezer, but it was just so yeah. good. Like that sweet with the black coffee. Oh my God. It was insane. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't like that as much. Like, I drink my coffee separately, and then I don't want the taste to like, make it. But maybe I just don't really oh, like really? coffee that much. I'm, I think I – I mean, I drink coffee for, like, the caffeine. So, right. yeah, I don't know. I, I think – I mean, people do love the mix, but I'm not – I like to, like, really have my, like, dessert be, like, dessert time. Mm. That's fair. That's yeah. Fair. Dedicated. Yeah. Why, why is hot chocolate always, like, 20 degrees hotter than every other beverage? <laughs> yeah. Because it's just, like, that hot boiling – 
They make them in those big tank things. Yeah, and that's always, it's just whenever you get one, you got to wait at least half an hour lid off before you're ev- it's even like an appropriate temperature to drink. That, the that time cream, period. though, keeps that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah filter. that's true. That was one of my favorite, like when you, when I did a wedding registry, you know, they give you the gun mm-hmm. and you're just like, yeah, why not? Fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. And you just like <laughs> register for like a bunch of kitchen shit. And I registered for like a make your own whipped cream at home thing. Ooh. And like twice a year, I bust that shit out like around Christmas with hot chocolate. And like, I'm Wait, what is it really exactly? happy I have it. Um, it's like this canister and then you put, how you make it is, um, whipping cream, powdered sugar, and a little bit of vanilla extract. Mm. You put it in the canister and then those things that we used to do, um, drugs with the, the whippets. Okay. I thought that was involved. Yeah. Yeah. You, you put one of those like on it and that creates some kind of like cold chemical reaction and it like turns it and you shake the can and it turns it into whipped cream i because like i've done it i've done it with all those ingredients but like by hand and it takes so fucking long or you can you can put it in a mason jar and like and shake it and it will eventually but it takes like no this is like instant oh damn that's the best that's cool All right, technology. I'll give you that one. (laughs) (laughs) One thing. I'll give you that one. (laughs) All right, Ginny, are you still friends with people from kindergarten? I am, yeah. Um, You are? Yeah, well, so I went to a high school that was, it wasn't just a high school, it was like K through 12. So a lot of the people I went to high school with I've known since kindergarten. Um, One of my best friends I knew in kindergarten, um, and then, and we still talk like probably like at least once a week. and uh there are a few other people who i knew like from that time who i'm still pretty close with or or in touch with um so yeah i don't know i i am i grew up in new york city and now i live here so like a lot of my like childhood friends are here which is nice that's cool yeah yeah well k through 12 i don't even think i like knew that existed (laughs) yeah yeah was it nice or was it like oh god i want to escape these people kind of a little bit (laughs) i think it was like long enough that there were like periods of both and like People did leave for high school and I considered it. I think everyone like sort of thought about it a little bit, but I just was kind of lazy and was like, no, I'm already here. Um, it was close to my house. And uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't know anything else at the time. Like it was an all girls school. So I like had never been to school with boys. Um, college was definitely like a huge culture shock, but I think it would have been anyway. Um, yeah. Overall, I'm like, I went. Yeah. Wow. K through 12, all girls. Like, yeah. do you think that impacted you? Um, definitely. I mean, I was like so nervous to talk to boys when I got to college. Um, even though I knew like a few boys through like speech and debate, um, I just felt very like uncomfortable around them, but I kind of, I don't know in college, like all of my activities and my major were like, had a lot of men in them. So I got used to it kind of fast. Right. Yeah. Yeah. At first I was like super, I mean, I'm like an awkward person anyway, so it didn't, the all girls, um, part didn't help, but I think it is, I think it kind of made me like not scared to like speak up in class and stuff because there were like no boys around when I was a kid. That's interesting. Yeah, I see that Makes benefit sense. of it for sure. Like especially in junior high and high school. Yeah. I like that your main experience yeah. with them was speech and debates. <laughs> You're just like just arguing with the, the only boys I see. That's all you really need to know. <laughs> How to mop the floor with their ass verbally. That's so funny. Were there were there any like all boys schools that you guys did like events with that like you know, like in the movies, in the movies, they do that. <laughs> Is that a real life thing? <laughs> there, yeah, there was. It was called Regis High School. And actually, one of their current most famous alumni is Dr. Fauci. Um, and I oh. 
so random, but I follow the Regis school on Twitter, which is really embarrassing. I don't know how that happened, but now I'm not going to unfollow. And they like post Dr. Fauci like every other day. But um, we did speech and debate. So we had dances that, with them too, but we, they were like our main rival in speech and debate. And so that's like how I met most of them. But um, it is true that I like definitely kind of became like hostile towards men in that time. Actually, so my high school boyfriend, before <laughs> like I had to like cross examine him and like I had a crush on him, but I was like, so, det- you know, I had this like little teenage girl, like feminist bent where I was like, I have to be extra mean to him because I like him. So I like, of course, yeah, I like some of like being illiterate and it was in like a final round in front of like a hundred people. And like, I like was so mean and like his dad was there. And then like a month later we started dating and his dad was like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You definitely. I love that you accused him of being illiterate and he was still like, yeah. I think yes. I feel like you set him up really well for the rest of his relationships. I agree. Yeah, he gets the, like, gets the mean ones out of the way early. <laughs> That's so. I said funny. like it was like so pretentious. Like I accused him of illiterate, and he was like illiterate. You mean like I don't know how to read? And I was like, yeah, I'm impressed. You know the definition of illiterate. Like it was so embarrassing. I lost. Not I roasting him. Yeah, I roasted him. Yeah. <laughs> was it was it like a religious school? Yeah, they were. We both went to Catholic schools. Yeah, okay. it was actually the Catholic Forensics League was our debate league. Yeah, mm-hmm. I always gotcha. wonder because like my brother went to the Catholic school in Salt Lake, and I went to like public school, and I'm just like, wow, a, a you know a road diverge. I wonder what. Well, I wonder what would have happened if uh, I had gone to the you Catholic went school. Catholic school. At <laughs> buildings would have burned down. Yeah, it's but, honestly no, good. It been, think, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would have gone yeah. not well. <laughs> It's for the best. It's for the best. I was such a, like a little piece of shit because I just like didn't know anyone who drank. So I remember one time my brother had like a box of beer in the back of his car or his friend's car, and I was like, "Um, they've got beer." <laughs> like, uh, I mean, little sister, you have to play the role, you know. Of course, yeah, it's part of the job. Was your brother school all boys? Uh, no, it was yeah, it was boys and girls, but it was just like interesting, like the you know the main Catholic school like in the middle of Salt Lake City. So extra heathens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. My friend went to Catholic school and this was like when plaid skirts were like popular and I went to the public school and I was like, can I borrow your uniform to wear to school one day? And like, but the ones for actual Catholic school were like not, not cute. cute and slutty. No, no, no. no. It was like cute. down past your knees. So I remember that day at school, I had it rolled up like <laughs> at least 20 times. I was, it, I think it must have been when Baby One More Time was out. You know, I was like trying to go for that look, but it was a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, Queen of England, yeah. 1949. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was always the threat because there was an all girls school in Thousand Oaks. And like, if you were bad, you were going to Lorena. Mm-hmm. But like that was like such a ridiculous because the girls that went there were pretty wild. Like it was like they were just putting all the girls in the the wild girls in the same school. Yeah. <laughs> right. It is. Yeah, that is such a weird thing when the, it's like the school for bad kids. Like you, if your kid is like misbehaving, you don't want to put them around like a bunch of other kids who are misbehaving. Yeah, it's just like a right. firework. You're just like close. yeah, it's like maybe maybe listen to them and find out what's going on as opposed to just like jumping straight to yeah. punishment. Yeah. Yeah. Our, uh, well, our friend Whitney went to like set, got sent away to one of those like intense like all girls places, oh, shit. and when. When you acted up, they would all they would have all the other girls sit on you. 
Like everyone would pile on top of you. Weirdly, like very sexual. Like <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. I was like, whoa. There's a, they did a lot of weird shit that sounded very. <laughs> did you? Up. Did anyone else see the Paris Hilton documentary? No. Yes, I've, yeah. I've heard it about it. But yeah, that, yeah. It's similar, and like that's that was my favorite part. Is there's this like animated? So Paris went to one of those schools. You went to Dwight, right? I think so. Okay. Yeah. That was like, um, but. She, cool. They like threw her into solitary confinement and there's this part in the movie where she's talking about being in solitary confinement and that is where she decided to become Paris Hilton. She was like, yeah, I was stuck there with no stimulus. No one was talking to me and I was like, I'm going to become famous. I'm going to get out of here and I'm going to become famous. <laughs> wow. It was like you were already, so. she was already an heiress, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. that definitely helps quite a bit. It helps it to did. have that to start with. But I guess sure. you could probably make that choice. It's like, I'm going to really go for it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, not nearly as famous. So, yeah, no. That's true. But I think by yeah. choice, I think by choice. That's but, what I'm saying. Like yeah. she made the choice. Like I'm gonna like, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Paris Hilton. Yeah, was like, definitely. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna Paris it's, the fuck out of it. It's crazy how many of those schools like it still exist too. Like it's they're oh yeah they're happening right yeah. now. It's very weird. <laughs> I'm glad I went to public school. I loved. <laughs> yeah, I, loved I too. It. Yeah, public school was chill, man. Yeah, it was cool. I got a good education. Like yeah, I, no, great time. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> fine. Look great about it. I give it a solid B minus. One of I don't think we were that mean, but we there was the one really nerdy math teacher who we aggressively bullied, and like one of the things we would do this was like sophomore years, we would like leave tampons, unopened tampons, like on the desk after class, just because we like thought it would make him so uncomfortable. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm <laughs> sure it did. Oh, man. <laughs> I do remember like. Uh, toilet papering a kid's house once and leaving like we like unwrapped pads and like put them like they were walking up to his door. Uh, uh, <laughs> Classic, you know? When there's one, being is so fun. When there's one set of pads, I'm carrying you. When there's two sets. Of pads. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got to take another break. We'll be back with lady problems. We're back on Lady to Lady. I'm Babs. I'm Brandy. I'm Tess. I'm Ginny. And hey, it's Lady Problem Time. You know the drill. Give us a call, 323-6-BUT-30. Email us, ladytoladycomedy at gmail.com. Let us know your problems. I first heard your podcast when my favorite murder played your episode with Karen. I was laughing out loud in my car by myself, and then I started binging your podcast from the beginning, so I'm still a little behind. Don't judge me, but sometimes my daughter listens with me. Hi. Okay, so this lady problem I have is actually my sister's. I don't want to say too many details because I don't know if anyone in her life is listening. Basically, her in-laws are way too much. An example is when her and her husband bought their first home, the mom redid their bathroom while they were out of town and then gave them a bill for it. They show up unannounced all the time and just walk in because they know the garage code. The mom is constantly checking in for daily updates on their kids. Um, Whenever there is a function, she has to buy my sister a specific outfit to wear. 
Even when it's out of their way, they insist on carpooling to everything. They invite themselves over for dinner. They micromanage everything. My sister and her husband are finishing their basement, and the dad is controlling all of it. We grew up not being very close with our families, and her husband is super close with his. When she tries to set boundaries, he accuses her of hating his family. There's so much more, but this is long, and I don't want to run out of time. So basically, I'm asking, what can she do to have a little space and control? She's going crazy. She doesn't drink or do drugs or anything, but please help her. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> She's like, you can't tell her to drink. <laughs> can't numb it out. Oh. oh, my God. Doing the bathroom and then giving them a bill? That is next That's, level. No. She you have said that. No. I- she should like, what? No. She should refuse to pay that bill if she... Yeah. Oh, yeah, so. fuck that. Yeah, I, was, absolutely. I, didn't, I, I didn't ask for this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is... you. Have, these are really psychotic in-laws. Well, and it really... Jesus. I mean, it, at bottom line, it really sucks that her husband isn't supporting her. That's like yeah. where... Yeah. The, yeah that's where the like main... the first level is. Because yeah. he's got to have your back, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's so thorny, but like totally like that... Is unacceptable. Yeah. Like, like, you're, once you're married, that's your unit. And then, like, yes, of course, the extended family is like both of your family, but like, it's got to be you two versus like everyone else. Yeah. Like, that is yeah. so not. And he can still yeah. feel the way he feels, but he has to realize that, you know, yeah, you're way your too much up in your shit. <laughs> is your relationship and like how you want things. You guys have to figure out what kind of marriage you want to have and everything. They can't just be all up in it all the time. Ugh, I'm like, this woman needs to get her own apartment. I don't know. I'm like, I, I don't <laughs> like this is not acceptable. Yeah, I'm like, Could, change the locks. Don't answer their phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have a potentially thing. Do they have a, a pet? Could you get them a puppy? That's a like, very good idea. To like oh. to like put all that cuz it sounds like they're probably like very fucking bored, they're obsessed with their son and they like don't have anything else going on in their lives. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, distraction. That's a good idea cuz yeah, some they're probably yeah. empty nesters and like cuz then they could talk about the puppy all the time. Mm-hmm. And st- I, I hate I hate to put a dog in that situation, but I do think that like that's where a dog would thrive is like it would. you know. Yeah, give they me need to put that attention somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I think it's figuring out how to redirect all of that. Uh, yeah. yeah. I feel but, like oof. she needs to talk to her husband because the parents might think that this is all normal if this is the way that they've always interacted with their son. And, like, I think people yeah. who are really close to their families don't realize that not everyone is. So I feel like he needs to be the one to tell them because they're not just going to, like, figure it out. Or, like, they're not doing it to be annoying. They're doing it because they think that this is acceptable, basically. I mean, maybe Yeah, because that's how they've always rolled. I also feel like it can be good to articulate, like, I don't think people understand or are always cognizant of, like, how much energy it takes for other people to be around your family. Like, you're used to your own family and you have, like, the tools and the defense mechanisms in place to, like, deal with them. And, like, you just know how to navigate that. Someone else, that is just suckling energy from them the entire time. So I feel like she also just needs to, like really articulate that to the husband mm-hmm. like this isn't my family yeah every time we're around them i have to be performing and on and dealing with their bullshit and mm-hmm. taking all this shit and like yeah you know you're not the same way around your in-laws as you are around your spouse you can be much more relaxed yeah when like it's just your partner around yeah you can't be so honest with your in-laws like the way you are with your family or your partner it's just not yeah it's just not the same relationship yeah yeah 
So, yeah, I think she needs to express that to her husband. Like, this isn't fair to me. Like, this is energy that I'm having to exert that's, like, creating an imbalance in the relationship because he's not having to do that with her parents. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's also, like, if she makes a decision that, like, what, she wants her house decorated a certain way or, like, she wants to change what the bathroom looks like or she wants to feed the kid or do something different with the kid, like, what the mom and the dad's, like what their opinion matters equally to hers. Like she's yeah. allowed to run, run her house the way that she wants without being like judged at every turn. I would honestly, I think like on it, they, they should go to couples counseling because I think yeah. he also needs to hear it from a third party that this mm-hmm. is yeah. not good. Like coming from her, it's one thing, but I think from a professional, sometimes people just need to kind of hear it from that. Totally. Yeah. I would definitely recommend that because it sounds like he's, he's definitely not, he's obviously not listening to you. You've tried to express it. And he's yeah. not listening. So I wish that that would just magically happen. But yeah, a lot of times people need to hear somebody else kind of reframe it or hear it coming from someone else. I would. I don't know if this will work at all, but there's a show called I, uh, I Love a Mama's Boy on TLC. <laughs> oh. Ooh, and it is all of these kinds of relationships. Like this really reminds me of one of the moms on the show where she, mm-hmm. yeah, she'll like decorate their shit and like she's just all up in their shit all the time. And I don't, I don't know, like, I would try watching that show with him and, like, see how he reacts and be like, you see this? Like, this is how this feels, you know? Because yeah. it might be like seeing someone else doing it and being like, oh, shit, like, that is crazy, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know if it'll help, but I, it's, like, might help you knowing you're not alone, too, you know? Yeah. yeah definitely. I, I also feel like to, like, to make it less tense and make it seem like she's coming at it from, like, a, not a place of attacking, it's, like, like his parents probably feel like they're doing a lot for them and like, feel like they're yeah. being helpful. Like I think, and so to like express like, Oh, I'm grateful that your parents care about us. And that kind of like to kind of start it as, as that so that it doesn't seem like it's like an attack on them. And it seems like she does realize that they're like putting effort into it. They're just like crossing way too many boundaries and like being super overbearing about it. Yeah. Just like, I totally agree. Yeah. yeah a thousand percent like couch it in like, I love your parents. I love spending time with them. I just need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. we need little, our own yeah. life. Like you said, it's like, what is yeah. our relationship yeah. just on its own? Totally. Yeah. I had this, yeah, with like an ex-boyfriend in LA who like, my parents didn't live in LA and he wanted me to have pa- dinner with his parents like twice a week. And it was just like way too much. Twice a week? That's yeah. So and it was like during the pandemic and it was like, his parents always bought us dinner and like, you know, like took us places. And so like, it, they thought they were being really nice and generous and they were being generous. It was just like way too much. But like any, like he just felt like I was being like ungrateful, I guess, for not appreciating that like his parents like kind of like elevated our life a little bit but I just thought it was like overall way too much of a time commitment well it's also hard to like not feel like a child around other around those parents and it's like you're a married woman too you know it's like it's hard to like be like no I I'm an independent person that has like fought to get to this point in my life stop reducing me yeah to the secondary you know to this childlike state totally yeah and there is like just to be very like cis heteronormative like you don't fuck with another woman's like design in her house yeah (laughs) yeah you know what i mean like you just don't like that's that is wild and it's just like i want to see what the design is because i can just imagine it's like you know total like um country cottage well but i feel like it's like new like flipped house mm. you know like yes. where it's like it like is that old country look but mm-hmm. the you know the new version yeah, of yeah. it where it's just like all gray slack yeah. or something like that and you're just like like don't let me do it myself there's probably a backsplash <laughs> right yeah right. Yeah, yeah just um 
Oh, man, that would drive me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's just totally inappropriate and like really stepping on your toes and your boundaries and your space and yeah, how you want everything. your home to look. It's like your first mar- home that you guys are like married in together. Like you want to make that yours. That is like how you, you know, your relationship is shown. Yeah. I mean, if we want to go the petty route, you know, you could start charging them for any dinners you cook. If you drop yeah. them cookies, you could also ask to do a Venmo request afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If they, yeah. ha- if they want to hang out with the kids, they're going to need to pay hourly for that yeah, privilege. Yeah, kids have a fee. <laughs> <laughs> the charging is so crazy because I feel like I know a lot of people whose parents, like, use money to manipulate them, you know, and, like, get what they want by being like, oh, I'll pay for it. But then the charging, it's like they're manipulating them and they're making them pay for it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's weird because it's also, like, I'm in charge of your life, but also you're an outsider. Like, it's a very, like, yeah, that is, cold boundary. I mean, that's very manipulative and fucked up. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah. yeah. It's complete. It's complete bullshit. Like, I just think also like when, like, maybe part of it also is being like, we have dinner on with them on Thursdays. Like you like set a day mm, versus being like, idea. we, we don't like, I just don't want to see them as much. But if you're like, this is where, this is where we can see them. Like, I wonder if that's like been part of the conversation to this point to be like, draw your boundaries and like where you, where, where it's cool that they're there. Like, how does she get these people out of her house, though? It sounds like they have a fucking key. Like, does she need to change the locks? Like, I mean, <laughs> maybe. Honestly, maybe. Yeah, like, I would, if, if they I aren't would getting the really point. I would be really intense with the schedule and just be like, we're going to start doing family dinners on Thursdays. We're really busy yeah. the rest of the week. We'll do it on Thursdays. And, you know, but yeah, yeah. it's easy for stuff to creep in because if, if there's a birthday or if there's a thing, yeah. they're going to just start showing yeah. up. Yeah. Because, like, honestly, like when I go to my mom's house, I don't knock or even let her know I'm coming. I just kind of drive up there and open the door. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, <laughs> like, so <laughs> I do see, like, how if you live close to your family, it's like you're kind of used to, like, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Of course they used to. And with kids, like, they might watch the kids sometimes. And yeah. That's yeah. 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 It's own thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think the key is to get the kids in so many activities that nobody can see anybody. Um, <laughs> you just fill your day with activities for the children. And then you Yeah. Just and I would also make sure that, like, any goals that you had growing up that you didn't accomplish, the kids should a- achieve those yeah. for you. Yeah. So really mm-hmm. make them. Yeah, push, make them experience any of the stress that you're. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I think, I mean, I think number one, you have to go to therapy or cup therapy together because it's just like, Mm -hmm. and if, and if from there he's not really listening to you, I mean, that's like a really hard, you know, that's like a basic relationship thing that has really got to be dealt with. Well, and like, here's, uh, I I remember a, a therapist years ago kind of putting, putting this in different terms in a different relationship I had, but like you do not want to be the mistress to your mother-in-law basically. Like you don't, you never (laughs) like you need, you need to be the primary relationship. You know what I mean? Right. And that needs to be it. And like, sometimes I think it's so hard for people to see that. It's like, if, if like you're, if you're in a relationship with like a person with like extreme addiction or something, like unless they're really dealing with it, like you will always be the mistress to that addiction. And it's the same thing, like with this kind of relationship where it's just like, you need to be the primary partner and like whatever it takes to get you to that point. And they need to agree that that is that, mm-hmm. you know, like the mom and act on it, not just say it. Yes, exactly. You're not married. He's not married to his mom. You know, he can't be married no. to his mom. Cause that's illegal bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't game of Thrones. Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I feel like also having the grandparents get like one activity with the kids, like the, the Thursday dinners, but like one thing that it's like they do with their grandparents. And then like that yeah. could be because like the kids will like 
get to look forward to it because like they get ice cream mm-hmm. or something and then that's like instead of the grandparents showing up all the time it's like very set when they're gonna see the kids and then it's special well, yeah and then she doesn't need to be there they can like go to the zoo or whatever yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then it's yeah. and then it's more special too because you're like oh this is the thing that i do you know with this with this person yeah. or whatever it's like yeah, yeah my, my my grandmother always took us to like this horse farm by us growing up and it's like nobody else in my family ever did but like that's mm. the thing that i had with her mm. and it was like yeah. i you know i cherish that because that's that's my memories with her yeah. yeah man Oof. that blows dude i'm also gonna say Sorry. i think if you do get these if if your sister sister does get these boundaries there's gonna be a hard learning curve with the husband too because his mommy has clearly done everything for him forever mm-hmm. so she's in for there there we'll get a second phone call about that <laughs> If she can, we need like a you know that John Mayer song. Is it called Daughters? Yeah, yeah. We need like a parallel song, like Mothers, don't do your son's laundry. (laughs) (laughs) Please, we need like a boot camp for uncoddling. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, seriously. I'm starting that. That's going to be our Doctor Oz thing. Yeah. Um, good right. luck. We are behind your <laughs> sister. Your sister. <laughs> Keep us in the loop. Let us know how it goes. Send us a yeah. picture of the bath. Email us a picture of the bathroom. <laughs> yes, please, God. We won't share it, but we just need to see it. No, we just want to see this. We want to see this bathroom. <laughs> okay, let's do one more. Hi, please. Um, I'm one of the exactly right converts. I want to say I'm a huge fan of the show. Um, so I have a lady problem for you. I've been with my now fiance for about seven years. Um, he and we are going to get married in June. Um, however, I graduate medical school in May. Um, I would change my name to his. He, he has a really name, like very common, very simple. Um, I have a, a simple but more unique last name that sometimes people mess up. Um, and I think my last, uh, his last name would sound good with mine. Um, but I will be graduating with my maiden name, for lack of a better term. So I'll be Dr. So-and-so. And I'm also, like, pretty lazy. So I don't know if I want to go through the half. So the feminist part of me is like, you don't need your last name. that. So I guess my question is, what do you think I should do? Should I let my laziness win or should I let this kind of idyllic thought of uh, taking my husband's last name? All right. Love you guys. Thank you. Bye. I, mm. I didn't realize that it was like that much work to change your name. Um, it's a huge pain in the ass. Yeah. 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 I mean, for me, yeah. laziness wins, especially if you're like going to be a doctor because I'm like, what am I going to also do that? <laughs> Yeah. I know. Like you're already saving people's lives. Do you really need to get a new credit card? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Also, you're you're graduating with your doctorate, then a month later you're getting married. Woo, girl, oh get my some God. coffee. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't need more tasks on the plate for that. I mean, I will say if if you if you do want that last name, do a secret little marriage first and then get that last name for your doctorate or whatever and like don't feel like you need to do you know if, if you have to change that part of it if you right. want if you want that i mean it sounds like you don't really care either way yeah this is hard because like she doesn't really seem to care yeah like right. yeah. i think you should definitely like, it's so personal like you got to do what you feel like so yeah. one way or the other i'd be like just go with your heart because it is like 
I mean, it's something that's come up again, like in my marriage, like it will come up. Yeah. <laughs> Where I, I think that's um, the, it's the hard yeah. part is she's probably so busy right now that she doesn't even want to think about it, you know? So it might yeah. be one of those things that later on she's like, okay, like, I wish I would have done this or who knows exactly and I mean mm-hmm. it is a choice you can make later obviously I don't know about change, yeah. you know your doctor name yeah it might have to say the same but mm-hmm. you don't have to make the choice right now you can just wait until you're a little less busy you don't but you know something dick asshole-ish that they did is they changed it like they made it way harder to change it after the fact oh really okay like oh, at so least annoying. in California like when I went to go get my marriage license they were like you should decide right now if you want to change your name because if you decide later you're gonna have to like have a hearing and go to the courthouse and like uh-huh. All this shit. I see. Um, one thing you can do. I mean, sometimes I use my married name just because, like, I like to use it to make like restaurant reservations and shit like that. Like, you can. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily have to legally change the name just to use it. So, like, if you like using the name, like maybe that could be the name you have your friends use when they're like inviting you to weddings and shit like that, or like Christmas card stuff. You can just use that socially, and then circumvent the whole legal step. You know, yeah, I would say also you mentioned like feminism, and I feel like it is kind of a thing that people will be like, Oh, it's like empowering to not take your husband's name, which it is, but I also think it's like just empowering to choose the thing that you want. So it's like if you want to take your husband's name, like there's no like it's not like you know, yeah, you're not like anywhere. letting someone down, thousand percent, like, like, yes, yeah. yeah, that's your choice, yeah, that's what that is what about. I mean when I say like you should follow your heart mm-hmm. totally because mm-hmm. there is like kind of pressure, I think, in the feminist movement to not change your, yeah, I know, so like don't listen to that either, like if you want to, ch- yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I think you know what you need to do is get one of those old composition notebooks and write in cursive your first mm-hmm. name and his last name and then your first name, maiden mm-hmm. name, and really just. Do it junior high school style and see which one feels the best. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you might run, yeah, write I mean, your name in a pl- heart plus and see which one looks better. You know, And then a little arrow mm-hmm. through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what all doctors, that's what you should do on your prescription pad yeah. is just sign it with a heart. A big old heart. But yeah, no, I think it is like a huge fucking, am I, I think you should not do it. One of the reasons, I chose not to because I really didn't want to, but like uh, one of the reasons beyond just like the not wanting to change my name, but like it is a ju- think of everything that has your name on it. Yeah. Like your license, your passport, all of your credit cards, your library card, like every fucking thing that has your name on it, your paychecks, like all the places you've been invoicing your degree, mm-hmm. your transcripts, like every single thing that has your name on it, you're going to have to go in and change if you change your name. And I, I will say like, this probably just implies much being a doctor, but like I was searching for, I needed an illustrator for a project that had already like been, um, like confirmed and I was searching for someone I used to work with and I couldn't find her and so we like went with someone else and then I realized she'd like changed her name which is like I felt really bad because I would never want to like not hire someone because they had changed them but I literally like couldn't find her so it's like if you have a a career in which you rely on people being able to find you then it's yeah, like interesting but yeah probably not the same for doctors more so for yeah, people yeah, who are right. doing it. But you know, it might be because what if there's like someone she did her residency with that's like, oh, I should talk to that person about that fellowship or yeah. like refer them to that doc. I mean, yeah. yeah, no, it's real. Yeah, definitely. I'd say also uh, do a Google, Google search for what whatever your your new name might be mm. and just see what you're in competition with. See what pops <laughs> up. That's you know? interesting. I think it's just good to be like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, it's like it's like uh, our, our friend Lisa Curry. She didn't change her name, but there's an Olympic swimmer named Olympic uh, Elisa Curry who has like all of the socials Elisa Curry. So she like has yeah. to have like all of hers are now Olympian Lisa Curry to fuck with her. <laughs> so it's just like what what who who has that name currently you know 
could be a weird serial killer or something that you just don't want to come up on your search results. (laughs) Maybe your current name has a serial killer and you don't know that yet and you are looking for a new identity. Exactly. (laughs) Just take a peek. See what's out there. (laughs) Change your first name to doctor so you'll be doctor, doctor. Oh, there you go. I I think change your... Switch up the whole thing. Yeah, Can I change my first name to doctor? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Dr. Barker. Barker. (laughs) There's already a Dr. Barker in my family. Mm, That's true. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think it's just feeling out what you want and like don't feel like what you want. Like it doesn't try not to take any outside pressure. And it sounds like her, you know, her her fiance is like there's no real pressure there or anything, which is good. But like, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you don't really care and you kind of like your name. I think if I was you, I think I'm not you though. So do what you want to do, but don't change it. And it sounds like you like this new name. So I would just use it without getting the law involved. Use it whenever you feel like using it. Cause like also like it is kind of nice. Like I do sort of like having the option of like, which name do I like? It's kind of fun having like, especially cause I'm like whatever public facing a little bit. So like, it's kind of nice to have like, Oh, I actually prefer to be a little bit more incognito. like play under the, Mm-hmm. I like having a pseudonym. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, I mean, so I think use the married name like when it suits you, but don't get the law involved. That would be my yeah instinct. Yeah. I like that. Congrats on all the big shit happening too. You're doing yeah. Well. Seriously. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> and good good luck with, with, with all of that. <laughs> I like she's like, I'm getting my doctor, but I'm lazy. <laughs> I know. That's, yeah. like, that's such like us. We're always all doing so many things. And I'm like, God, I'm so lazy. It's like, no, you just need rest sometimes. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's I important know. to chill. <laughs> uh, well, Jenny, thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, this was so fun. I'm so glad you guys had me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Let everybody know where they can find you and yeah, where they can see your show and all that stuff. Yeah, I'm Ginny Hogan underscore on Twitter and Instagram. I did come in too late to get the Ginny Hogan, so I have an underscore. <laughs> and then I'm Ginny Hogan regular on TikTok. Um, yeah. No one follows TikTok. Anyway, my show is September 27th. Is this going to be out by then? This will be out a little bit after. Okay, it's monthly at Caveat, and so you can find it on my social media. I, I promote it like pretty heavily. Cool. Rad. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Go check out Ginny's show. See her on the road. And um, thanks, everybody. Yeah. yeah. See you next time. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Three, two, three, six, but 30. It's six, but 30 somewhere. Hi, ladies. Um, I was just listening to your episode where everybody was calling in, and for whatever reason, I can never make a deadline, but right after I get a burst of motivation to get it done, I wanted to call and let you know that um, – I've listened to you in a lot of good times in my life, um, but especially after the pandemic had started, um, I had just had a baby and I felt like the most alone I've ever felt in my life. None of my friends had babies, so I just felt very lonely at that time when everybody else was kind of taking some time off. I was learning how to breastfeed and changing diapers and waking up in the middle of the night. And um, it was really hard. But you really inspired me to put a lot of love and attention into my existing lady friendships, but also you normalized how hard it is to make friends in adulthood. 
um, especially when, you know, you're stuck at home with a baby or working from home with a baby. It's extremely hard. And I just thought there was something wrong with me. But the amount of times you've normalized that on your show was just so helpful to me. And, yeah, I nurtured the friendships I have, and I'm just so thankful for them and for that. So thank you. Um, Keep making your podcast. I love it. Bye. Hey, ladies. Um, I had called not too long ago. You gave me advice about my job on your 500th episode. And I wanted to let you know after I heard that I put in my two-week notice. And I start my new job today. So thanks so much for the advice. Wish me luck on this new adventure. And, yeah, take care. Lady to Lady is produced by Katie Levine. Get tons of bonus content, discounted tickets for live shows, and lots more at patreon.com slash lady to lady. Follow us on Instagram at lady, the number two, lady comedy. And give your input on lady problems and get info about upcoming live shows. And hey, don't forget to follow our individual accounts on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Babs Gray, Brand Dazzle, and Testify Barker. Follow Lady to Lady on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, you can rate and review the show. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Lady to Lady merch.